This is the Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. Actionable advice from real-life superheroes who, just like you, are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves. Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years, my hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy. Join me as I interview the best of the best in business, sports, and life. Let's grow together. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm KJ. And we're the producers of the Get Better Everyday Podcast. Do you like podcasts? Well, then hit us up. IkePodcastNetwork.com will help you build your show. All right, Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Nuget. I'm excited today to have John Israel. Mr. Thank You on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me, brother. Author, keynote speaker, social entrepreneur, self-proclaimed gratitude salesman, um, thanks for being here, brother. Let me know uh, and let the audience of the Get Better Everyday podcast know, you know, who you are and where what you're up to. And we'll, we'll start there. Yeah, for sure. So I am, as you say, a self-proclaimed gratitude salesman. So what that actually means, uh, my company's name is Mr. Thank You. And uh, Mr. Thank You is a strategic gifting company. So we help people love on their most important relationships, whether that be their clients, their teams, their VIPs. Um, Something we believe is that nobody starts a relationship hoping it's going to end. Um, But that happens all the time in business and in personal life. And we think that one of the tools that we can all use to grow our relationships is gratitude and appreciation too. That's my world, man. Uh, All about gratitude, love and appreciation. I love it, man. And I think that like it it pertains to so many things. And a lot of us kind of either take it for granted or don't think about it. You know, me just thinking through it in my head right now, you know, relationships, not transactions is a core value of you mortgage. It's something that all of us believe. It's something that's ingrained in me um, from our clients, our coworkers. Um, and sometimes we probably forget that, right? Like sometimes I, I forget that, you know, the the gratitude and the relationships piece um, is is uh, better when fertilized, better when watered, right? <laughs> Rather than just you know assuming like oh I get along well with the process or we've got a good relationship. It's like take some time to show some gratitude and do some of that stuff. So um, I found something that you said, and I'd love for you um, to expand on it because I thought. Like this line was amazing. As a hard charging entrepreneur myself, and I'm sure some people that are listening to Get Better Everyday podcast, like, you know, are hard charging and sometimes they don't know what the finish line is. Mm -hmm. You said if fulfillment is the finish line, I think that is for a lot of people. Gratitude is the starting line. Absolutely. That line was powerful, man. I listened, I, I, I listened to that and I was like, man. I had to rewind. I had to listen to it again. If fulfillment is the finish line, gratitude is the starting line. Um, Tell us what that means to you and and kind of how you've incorporated that in in life and in business. Yeah. Well, so there's a a, a part of this story that would might be helpful for your listeners to know, which is um, whatever my product is, it happens to be gifts and stationery and we do trainings and things like that for, for business and real estate professionals. But ultimately, I'm a business person, which it's the same process no matter what you do. You've got client acquisition, you've got marketing, you've got social media, you've got time management, team development, all these different things, right? And on top of that, 
My real job is I'm a parent. So we have four kids. Uh, oldest is eight. Uh, I'm married. And uh, we have a dog and a cat and 10 chickens. So it's like we got a lot of stuff going on. And back about seven years ago, um, I was in our business doing very well. It was actually a, a really the first time I actually had if I looked at my to-do list, my big goals of life, I had accomplished most of the things that I wanted. Married, bought a house, uh, had our first child. But emotionally, I was over it. I was overworked, overwhelmed, and so unhappy. I was ready to walk away from all of it. Everything I had spent my career building. And it wasn't until I came home one day and my, I'll never forget the visual because my wife was sitting on the couch and it was really interesting because she was handwriting thank you cards in one hand uh, to the people who had supported her during her pregnancy. And she was holding our infant son in her other hand, nursing him. And I come in and I'm doing what I normally do at the end of my workday, which is to complain about my day. And so uh, I do this basically every day of our marriage. And you could tell at this point she had had it. So she interrupts me and says, sweetheart. If you can't appreciate what we have now, who's to say you'll be any happier when you finally get what you say you want? And she was right. You know, I had virtually everything I wanted, but I still wasn't happy. And what I realized at that time, Matt, is that I had a problem. And it was a problem I didn't know a name for yet, uh, but I do now. It's called perpetual discontentment. Uh, perpetual discontentment, which is the never-ending experience that what is isn't enough. And as a hard-driving entrepreneur like yourself, there's a value in this problem <laughs> because because we're never satisfied. We're striving to get our best results. We're we're challenging our team to come up with better, smoother processes to support our clients. But at the same time, it's constantly leaving us never happy with what is so in our lives. So that moment really started me on a journey and I'll summarize it because I, I wrote an entire book on it called the Mr. Thank You Project, which is I made this commitment to find a way to not just be a gratitude salesman, but to actually embody this value of gratitude. And so I did so by making a commitment to handwrite five thank you cards every single day for 365 days in a row. And and that turned into a book and then a TED talk and then a global movement. And so now I actually get to speak to business audiences all over the world, sharing with them the lessons from that experience about you know, two things. Number one, what causes people to get and stay connected? Because in business, that's super important. The other aspect is to learn the is to learn to love the life you have while you're building the life and business of your dreams. That's what I think is a big takeaway for a lot of people. So in order for us, if we all say as business people, I want to be happy and fulfilled one day, if you can't appreciate what you have now, truly, if you can't start with gratitude, you'll just be a wealthier version of a bummed out person. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, our habits create our life. And so that was really the start for me of, of this journey of learning how to express gratitude every day. I love it. I love it. So um, I would love to lean into that. And, you know, selfishly for myself as somebody who, um, I, I don't think discontentment would be the correct word, but like 
definitely have the feeling of, you know, never satisfied, always got to do better, always got to do more um, in a lot of different areas, right? So what is some advice you would give to somebody like me or somebody who's out there and just like, I've got big lofty goals. In order to get after these big lofty goals, I have to get after it, um, appreciating what you've got so far. I think it may, may, maybe I don't give myself enough credit. Maybe maybe I am pretty content with with um, with life and how things are, but there's still like, you know, probably part of me that can use some improvement in that area. What do you do to, you know, stave off that that discontentment as you're growing and, and trying to, you know, create bigger and better in, in life and in business? Yeah. Well, so again, I, I want I appreciate that question. I don't think there's really, again, anything particularly wrong with the striving. What I would invite somebody to ask themselves is the why behind the discontentment, right? Because for, as an example, I think the biggest difference of healthy discontentment versus unhealthy discontentment is unhealthy discontentment is based on fear. Because if because if I'm unhappy with what I have, it's because I think if I get it wrong, I'm going to lose something. If I don't perfect this process, I'm going to lose my clients. If I don't get this right, then I'm going to be looked down upon by my peers. If I don't uh, become the absolute best that I can be, then I'm going to be afraid that I've just failed my life. And that is if people actually took the time to ask themselves, what am I what is the drive behind this motivation? And if they uncover that it's based in fear, then ultimately that is going to prevent them from feeling joy. The other side of this is when we are connected with a stronger purpose of a vision of the difference our business is going to make in the world about the the impact that our processes have on a client and these relationships and it's coming from love that's what changes everything because coming from fear says i better get this right or i'm screwed coming from love love says i better get this right because i really care about this person and i think that's the big difference because ultimately then we're doing everything in a way that's building relationships versus coming from a fear of losing which ultimately starts to compromise our other decisions right if we're constantly focused on the fear experience um then other people around us that's what their experience starts to become as well it starts to leak into our teams it starts to leak into how they start to interact with clients so it truly is uh, have you ever heard of the concentric circles of concern no this is a fascinating concept i i i believe it comes from the christian faith in in this whole discipleship concept which is it starts with um your relationship with god in the center and then outside of that is your relationship with yourself and then outside of that is your relationship with your family and then outside of that is your relationship with your peers and your community and then outside of that is your relationship with your country and then outside of that is your relationship with the world and so that's a really important thing to understand because so many people say, I want to change the world one day, I, or I don't like how people are behaving out there. People are being unkind and, and uh, um, uh, rude or, or just hateful towards each other. Well, the interesting thing, Matt, and this uh, most, a lot of people don't like this, is most of what you hate out there in the world 
is simply a mirror of what you hate about yourself. You know what I you know what I hate, Matt, is I hate coming home and I seeing my kid on their cell phone. You know what I also hate, Matt, is coming home and being on my cell phone. <laughs> so Right, which is which happens all the time. So, it, it, so this process of, and by the way, the, this actually is interestingly a very good link to the project. The goal, our business mission at Mister Thank You, is to elevate the level of gratitude on the planet. So, for that to be a true, real, actionable thing, I have to first be able to access gratitude and elevate my personal level of gratitude, because when I have the ability to do that then I am a living, breathing example of this mission to my family. And guess what? My kids write tons of thank you cards to neighbors, customers, because they have their own little farmer's market things they do all the time. Uh, translates to our team because that's a real aspect of how we process orders and do things with our clients. That's translated to our community, right? We have schools who've started their own thank you projects because of hearing about the mission. And so... I think that's truly the access point of, of making big changes in the world is really it starting with ourselves. So I know we kind of like veered off a little bit from your initial question, but it, it was really interesting to connect those two pieces together. Yeah, no, I I, I, I love that because I think that, you know, starting with self is 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 the answer to a lot of things where, you know, you, you don't have a lot of control over outside forces or you want to, you know, control something that in your example is like, three or four levels out where you got to start with self at home with family and things like that um, to make a change. One thing I did want to uh, pull out of there because I know I'm not alone and it's like, you know, getting better every day in a lot of different areas. Um, for whatever reason, as you know, as a provider, as a man, a lot of times self-worth is linked to business performance and okay. something that you said triggered something I'd heard from, I think it was Ed Milet or somebody on his podcast that he talked to um, about trying to anchor your self-worth with your intention, right? And like, just to use real estate and mortgage, because, you know, it's the business that I'm in. I know you work closely with a lot of people in the space. Um, like, we don't have control over the market. We don't have control over any of that stuff. Right. But if I truly was like, Hey, my goal, my intention is to serve as many people as possible. My intention is to help people, you know, have, you know, create wealth through real estate. And like I was going at that intention, then it wouldn't matter if it was 275 loans a year or if it was 125, right? Um, where some of us are, you know, looking at numbers or, or striving towards certain business goals. And like, that's what you link your self-worth to. So I think I just wanted to say that out loud um, to, to myself and to the audience, just to, just to kind of reaffirm it, right. That, that intention matters. And I think, you know, that's, that's something that um, is important to me. And so, so I wanted to, to share it with the audience. Yeah, well, and, and I think what's what's a great point below what you said is because whether what what people are experiencing if they're in the real estate market is a more challenging year than last year and the year before that, which is a time when people were making a lot of money in the real estate and mortgage industry. 
Um, I want you to think about it this way. What should a professional athlete feel after their career is over and they're 25 years old? Should they feel like their life is over, like their contribution is over? Because in so many ways, what causes us to be unhappy is unmet expectations. It is this experience of I should be here, but the reality is I'm here. And when you have had peak success experiences, if you keep comparing today to that experience, you will always be miserable. And the the reason, and this is kind of the key point to align with what you were talking about, is the meaning you're giving it, right? So as an example, if I am a, a real estate professional in 2023, and I am down in production from last year, what am I making that mean? Well, if I'm upset, it's very likely I'm making it mean that I'm a failure, that I'm not as good as I thought, that maybe I'm not going to make it. Maybe I'm going to have to get another job. And as long as I'm making the current results mean all those things, I will be in a negative mental state. And probably that is going to start hurting my production. Now, if we can look at reassigning a meaning, a question I'll, I'll ask clients is, What's an empowering context for this experience? While that might be true, there is some truth to that statement. Yes, it is more difficult. Um, what's an empowering perspective you can have, which is in this moment, it could be, I'm going to have more time to build better relationships than I ever had. Well, if that's your context, that's the meaning you're putting to this. You actually start to look at every conversation from a place of excitement rather than, oh gosh, are they just going to shot me on rate again as soon as I answer their question, which is a natural reaction. And that natural reaction, it's called the Pygmalion effect. The Pygmalion effect is our expectations start to affect our relationships. So if I start to think that a client's going to screw me over or ask for a lower rate or can price check me, that's going to affect how I show up in that relationship. But if I approach and engage with this person from a place of I'm excited to build a deep connection because I have no idea where this relationship is going to go, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be engaged. I'm going to ask questions I might not normally ask. There's a uh, a sticky note uh, on my computer. And what it says is, I believe in the sacredness of every human connection. That is my empowering context with every person that I meet, at least when I'm conscious of it. Sometimes I get unconscious and I just blow through people, right? But that's the goal because that keeps me excited to engage with who's in front of me, regardless of what's happening in the market. Have we been affected by the market? Yeah. In a lot of ways, we have been. In some ways, very negatively and in some ways, very positively, because there's more of a need to grow deeper in relationships. So that's what I would say with kind of what you're talking about. A lot of the the experience is the meaning we're adding to it. And if it's not an empowering meaning, well, it's your choice to change it or you can just stay miserable either way. Right. Yeah, it's definitely been a year for a lot of people I know in, in business and whatnot of, you know, getting your mindset right. Cause, cause like you said, you, you control a lot of that. People have more control than they think over how they view things, what meaning they give to things. Um, I had a thought that I was going to ask you about, because I think when we talk about gratitude and we talk about some of the work that you've done, some of the work that you do with businesses, it's like, it's great for building relationships. It's great for deepening relationships 
showing gratitude. What I'd love to hear from your point of view, because I know how gratitude makes me feel. Like I wrote a thank you card. I got this sticky note where I can record a video after scanning the QR code, stick stick the QR code in it. And so like person opens it, scans it. Not only do they get a thank you card, but they get a video. That made me feel good. It made me feel good again when they got it and they thanked me for it. And so like, it's not just one of these things where, you know, the only person receiving the benefit is the receiver of the thank you card, the receiver of the gratitude, right? So so what can you tell me? Because I look at you as kind of a gratitude expert, right? Uh, the, the giver of the gratitude, what does that do um, to us as human beings to be more grateful and to live in that state? Sure. Well, so the the natural the, the here's it. This is actually a really great uh, thing to consider. Um, you don't have to teach a child how to be happy, but you do need to teach them to be grateful. Because happiness is natural. You don't even have to do anything. You can see something positive, you'll feel good, right? You see a baby laugh, you, you know, you you get excited. It's it just makes you feel good, right? gratitude is a reflective state because you have to stop what you're doing, look at something, look at a person and answer this question. Where's the value? What is good about this person or this experience? And that is not our natural way of being. Our natural state is something called the negative bias, which is a, a psychological term where we are prone to look for what's wrong before we look for what's right. That is and since with us since the dawn of time, since we were cave men and cave women, we would hear a growl behind the bushes and we would think saber tooth tiger. We wouldn't think, uh, oh, that's a cute little kitty cat. Let me go explore it, right? And that would actually allow us to survive and, and see another day. But that negative bias is still with us because we're constantly vigilant for where's the threat. So when we are starting to ask ourselves the question, where is the value? Where is the gift? Where is the good? In this experience, in this relationship, it it changes the filter and how we're looking at the person, which also affects how we show up with the next thing that we're going to do. Um, there was a really interesting research study on this um, with college students, and what they were looking at was uh, college. There was two groups of college students who all they all wrote a paper, and they gave it to uh, uh, friends and said, "Hey, would you be willing to look at my paper?" Uh, give me some critique. And they got several people who said yes. Now, there were two groups. One group, as soon as they got the feedback, they thanked the, the feedback giver, right? They said, hey, thank you so much for, for looking over my paper. The second group didn't say anything of gratitude. They just said, okay, I'll look over your uh, comments and I'll let you know if I have any questions. So no gratitude, no appreciation for this person taking an hour or multiple hours out of their day to read over this paper. So here's what they did after that is they went, they had these same students go back to all those individuals and say, hey, I have another paper that I need feedback on. Would you be willing to help me? What they found was the students who had thanked their friends for reviewing their paper the first time were 80% likely to redo it again. Versus the group that didn't uh, that didn't give any affirmation or appreciation, those people were forty percent likely to give them a review again. Wow. So what it's actually showing us 
is that gratitude is contagious in that it causes people to be more grateful and kind. And so when I I think about this as it relates to us, um, when you are expressing gratitude in in a moment with a person, you're also more likely to keep that going, to be looking for other things that you're grateful for in your life, which is why having a daily gratitude journal exercise is really valuable. Every morning, writing down the five things that you appreciate or that you're grateful for because it filters into the next things that you do versus the default of what's wrong, where's the threat, because that's going to lead you down a pathway as well. So all it is, is being really conscious of your natural brain process and just kind of redirecting your thinking to something that is um, also good happening while there's also bad things happening at the same time. Right. Yeah. Just, just gives you a different lens. I love that. And so I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good place to operate from. Makes me feel good. Just thinking about it, just saying it out loud. So um, before we go, I appreciate your your time. And, and this was a, a fun conversation. I saw that um, you launched something new, the Gratitude School. Um, tell us about that and uh, and and what, what that all entails. Yeah, Gratitude School is um, for overwhelmed high performers who are uh, burnt out and are unsure if they want to keep doing what they're doing. <laughs> um, it's not career advice. It's not any of that. It is all about helping you access more gratitude in the midst of a stressful life and business. So it's a six-week course and it is uh, you know, self-paced. You can go at your own uh, schedule. And we put uh, months and months of work into this, uh, tons of research and positive psychology. Um, and also from personal experience, running a gratitude company, writing a book on gratitude, and really helping people like business professionals in a practical way, how do they make gratitude a habit in their lives? How do they remove stress, anxiety, and overwhelm in a cons- in a way that is that is sustainable? So that's what it's all about. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I can't remember what I re- recently listened to, but it was it was something talking about, you know, discontentment in work, discontentment in general. And like we just talked about, it might be the lens, right? It might just be that somebody's got to reframe the lens they're looking through and they might realize, man, I got it better than I thought. Um, so I, I love it, man. I appreciate all the work you're doing. Uh, thegratitudeschool.com, right? Check out that stuff. Absolutely. Cool. Any any parting words for the Get Better Everyday audience? Um, you know, I, I this is a... Um you know, an interesting question to, uh, to end with or to think about is, um, this is something that that people ask about, like, what was the big takeaway from the Mr. Thank you project, you know, writing all these thank you cards for a year, making gratitude a habit. I think that the biggest, um, challenge and opportunity is learning how to be grateful when you don't feel like it. And for a lot of us, uh, depending on where you're at in life today, um, there are things that you're ungrateful for. There are things that you wished had never happened. And so I'll part by giving everyone the, the definition of gratitude from Dr. Robert Emmons. He's a, the foremost researcher on, on the topic from UC Davis. And he says, gratitude is the emotion one feels when you receive a gift or experience something as a gift. So Meaning that when someone gives us a gift unexpectedly, that emotional experience is gratitude. But it also means when we can view something and perceive it as a gift, there is value in it. We can actually feel gratitude. And you can, when you understand that concept, you can apply this to any challenging 
painful life experience that has pain, shame, guilt attached to it. And you can transform these seemingly negative experiences into something that is very joyful that you're proud of. You know, I know, Matt, when we had our conversation uh, before this podcast, you know, you had shared about going through your own dark times at a period of life. And we never really shared with, you know, uh, about um, what that was like for you kind of getting to where you are now. But I would imagine there was maybe a period of time where you weren't super proud of some of those things. But now what I really got from you is like gratitude for what you learned from that experience and how you've grown so much from it. And so, you know, my encouragement to the audience is, if if there are parts of your life that you feel gratitude is in is impossible to bring, I would invite you to consider that there's simply an opportunity for you to find the gift, find the value. Because when you can, you can literally transform any negative experience into a positive one. I love that, man. And 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 I just want to say thank you um, for for all our time here, but especially for that, because I think that um, you know, given that context. I'm extremely grateful for where I'm at today. And it's not in spite of some of those experiences, it's because of, right? And so yeah. like receive those as a gift. That's that's powerful. And I and I appreciate that. Hopefully the audience, you know, received it in some shape, form, or fashion, like I did, that you know, you make the conscious choice to receive something as a gift. It doesn't have to be, you know extremely positive. It doesn't have to be positive at all. It could be something that that you viewed as negative, you know, struggling with addiction. Um, it was a gift. You know, it allowed me to appreciate the beautiful wife I have and, and, and you know, her support. It's allowed me to appreciate at a higher level um, my kiddos, my health in general, and all those things. So um, thank you so much, John. I appreciate you, brother. Get Better Every Day podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, do whatever do whatever you do on these podcast things, and um, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, brother. Awesome. Thanks, man. This is Matt Gouget. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Every Day podcast. Hopefully, you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening, and go out there and get better every day.